Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Good morning. Are you ready for Christmas? <laughs> Are you ready for the reason for the season? <laughs> okay, that's important. Today, we're going to continue with the series that we're doing on being connected to the world. Uh, we didn't do that last week. Last week's message stood on its own. So we'll continue with that series. We have, we have talked about how precious Jesus Christ is to us because he purchased us with the precious blood, his precious blood, and therefore we are in gratitude uh, to Jesus Christ. Also, we talked about how precious Jesus Christ is to the Father. He sent his only begotten Son uh, to save us, and we are very appreciative to the Father. We also, week before last, talked about how to protect that, and also we talked about being changed. We must have a changed life. We must be who we are. We must be who we are. We talked about that. This week, we want to continue in that vein. Uh, how do you have this changed life? In other words, the title of the message today uh, basically is geared around this topic. I want to go to Ezekiel. Let's open our Bibles there to Ezekiel chapter 36 and just review a scripture that's telling us, a portion of scripture that's telling us really how precious God feels like and knows that his name is to him. And we must protect that, which leads us right into today's message. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 20 through 28, he's talking about Israel. And he says that when they came to the nations where they went, and we, we of course, can relate that to us as Christians because we go to work, we go, we go to different places uh, in this uh, city. They profaned my, my holy name. Now, he called his name holy, his holy name, because, why they do that? Because it was said of them, these are people of the Lord, yet they have come out of his land. But I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel had profaned among the nations where they went. Therefore, I said to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you went. I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when I prove myself holy among you in their sight. For I will take you from the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean you with clean water, and I will, uh, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. 26. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put 
a new spirit within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. You will live in the land that I gave to your forefathers so that I will, you will be my people and I will be your God. Now that is uh, uh, some scriptures there that, that really explains where we're going today in that God wants his name to be holy everywhere we go. If we go to work, he wants our, his name to be holy among the, the unsaved, not yet saved, the unchurched, uh, not yet church. He wants his name to be glorified. That's what he wants. And so he's depending upon us to do that because the Holy Spirit, he gave the Holy Spirit to us. He says he's given us a new heart. He says we don't have a heart of stone any longer. We have a heart of flesh. That means that, that we uh, are not really stubborn and, and, and stiff-necked. We are not, uh, uh, able, we're not the type of people that's not able to look and see what his word is saying and understand what his word is saying. We have a heart that can be molded, that's pliable. And we have a new spirit within us. God has, has given us a new spirit. He has, he has made alive our spirit that was dead to him because of the sin of Adam. So we have everything that it takes. When the Holy Spirit is within us, we have the fruit of the Spirit right in us, and we're supposed to uh, respond around people, showing them the effects of the Holy Spirit's life in us. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So I say, okay, God, I know that I'm not there yet, but how do I get there? How do we help people to get there. And so that's what we want to talk about today, that if we wear the uniform, this is the title of the day, if we, if we are wearing the uniform, then we need to uphold the name. Now, we know, you know, we talk about sports, right? We can't be talking about sports because the uniform, people in sports, they wear uniforms. So being an ex-coach, I wanted to give you a visual example of a word picture. So I asked another coach to do that uh, so that he can tell you. Can you come up, Jesse? Yeah. Jesse's going to, he, he's a wrestling coach at Liberty University. So um, here you go, Jesse. Now, I've already asked him to do this, so it's not, you know. Two minutes ago. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the mic down so he can show me. <laughs> But um, uh, being a uh, coach, you have these players come in, these wrestlers come in from all over the United States and foreign countries probably, and you have to uh, teach them to impart to them the liberty way or the uh, Coach Castro way because, and it's the liberty way, but, it's, but you're trying to instill to them that when you come to wrestle here, there are certain obligations you must have. In other words, you're representing not yourself. You're representing the university. You're representing this program. And you've spent a long time building this program to a championship program. You don't want somebody to just come and, and you go to another place and you, they tear up the field house, you know, because they're mad because they lost it. You want them to represent. <laughs> no, you don't tear it up, do you? No, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so tell them how you do this thing and why is it important. Did you do this? Sure. Uh, yeah, we've worked hard to establish the 
the name Liberty University Wrestling. Um, and so it means a lot to me as the head coach to make sure that they're representing uh, the program well. One of the things that we do, and of course this is pretty external in a sense that, well, we wear travel shirts, we dress up, we look nice, but, but that's external. Uh, the important thing is where is our hearts? And so when we go to different schools, we want to make sure that we're representing not only well by leaving the locker room uh, better than when we found it, by making sure that we clean up after ourselves, that we speak well, um, and that everything that we say and everything we do, our actions on and off the mat are reflective of that of the mission, and that is Liberty University and, of course, ultimately Jesus Christ. But again, that's, that's, that's nice, but that's external. Um, and so you can't be what you're not. And so that's what I try to, I try to teach uh, my wrestlers is that uh, Jesus Christ is an, an actual outflow of who you are. And so if we're going to represent, it's going to have to come from within. Now, those who don't grasp that necessarily, yes, you're going to be external and you're going to do that on the outside. But really, we're making an impact when it comes as an actual outflow from, what's, from within. And it's amazing how many doors have been opened because of that. Uh, we have to share our locker room, for example, uh, where we train with visiting football teams. And I wish I could show you a picture of what that locker room looks like when we have to go in there on a Monday morning. I mean, it's trashed. And it drives me crazy, by the way. Talk about getting in the flesh. You know, and, and, and that's, you know, that's something that we want to make sure that, that that's not an image. You know, it is an image. It's an image that we can leave, even though that it is external. So it's very important, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Thank you, brother. I'm surprised. I thought you were going to take this thing and go with it, man. <laughs> Did a good job. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Let's open our Bibles to Colossians. Let's talk about how, we're going to, how we are expected to get it internal, as Jesse said, uh, because we are born again. We're born again. So we have the Spirit of God inside of us, and we want to be who we are. We want to make sure, since we are wearing the uniform, we want to make sure we're upholding the name of Jesus Christ because we, we, we are Christians. And by the way, that, that's, uh, you, you might not want to put on your license plates things that will let people know <laughs> that you're a Christian uh, because sometimes we do things that we shouldn't do and uh, it, it might not be the best thing. Um, I thought about that yesterday, so <laughs> unfortunately, when I was passing on the double line out here, uh, I said, oh man, he's going to see his grace. I said, oh man, <laughs> I hope he doesn't live in the area and see that that's my car just parked in his, in his parking lot all the time. He said, oh man. But we, we have to be aware of that, don't we? I have to be aware of that. If we're going to wear the uniform, then we, have, we must uphold the name. So how do we get the Holy Spirit to, to, be, to work within us so that the results of his being, his presence in us, is going to come out? How can we do that? In Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Let's look at some, some things here that, that they said. We're going to stay right here in this book, as far as I know, uh, in this passage of scriptures. Therefore... If you have been raised with, up with Christ, and of course we, we have been born again, we are raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above. So the first thing that I need to do, is, I, I say, 
God, I want to make sure that I, I'm a, I am upholding your name. In this world, we are floating downstream unless we are really paddling, unless we are really swimming uh, because there's an upstream uh, uh, swim in order to be like Christ. How can I make sure I'm headed that way all the time and I'm progressing in my holiness walk? How can I make sure I do that? He said, make sure then, number one, that you are seeking the things above where Christ is. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. We know he's the exalted one. We know that he is uh, seated at the the right hand. That means power, authority. Uh, He heals it all in Matthew 28. It says that 18, verse 18. All, all authority has been given to me. That means all right, all might, everything has been given to him in heaven and earth. So we know that he's seated there. We know we're seated in heaven places with Christ Jesus. But we need to seek those things. We need to seek those things. We need to have our minds and our, our feet headed that way. That's what we need to make sure we're doing. I said, okay. Uh, but, but there are so many things that we can we can, we, we can really set our minds to. There's so many things we can seek. So, God, how can I do that? What I try to do is, is wing myself off of things or make sure I don't get too much of some things in that I know I like. I try to do that in order to seek those things above. I know, I know the Bible teaches me all the things that's above. So I have to stay in the Bible if I'm going to seek those things above. I need to stay in the Bible. I need to watch. I have to now. You don't have to do this. I have to watch how much sports I start uh, looking at, meaning that I don't, have, I don't have a TV that will get me the outside channels. I don't have in a cable or anything like that. But I can look at it on my computer. I can, I can go to CNN, I can click on sports, and I can see uh, what happened with Notre Dame and, and the game they were playing or, or who, who, who's going to play in, 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 in the uh, BCC, the National Championship. Or, you know, I can see all that. I have to start being careful who won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, let me, I want to see some, uh, some videos of this quarterback. He's a freshman, redshirt freshman. He must be good, man. He's throwing all these thousands of yards. He must be good. I have to be careful. And then... I switch over to basketball, <laughs> and I see the Duke Blue Devils again, like number two in the nation. Uh, they have this. I said, man, where's North Carolina? Ooh, because that's my team. But I can get into that. Do you understand? Go to the grocery store, magazines. You can pick up this magazine. All the, you got all the players, all the, all the forecasts, all the things. I have to be careful. Because after a while, I'm not seeking the things above because my free time is spent watching things on earth and getting my appetite stirred up. Do you know what I'm saying? Appetite stirred up. I don't want my appetite stirred up for that because I can watch that 24-7. And enjoy. And it won't be uh, sin. I'm not, you know, I mean, they're, they're violent. I mean, you know, you want to <laughs> you, <laughs> knock him out. 
You know, you, you want to, you know, you, but, but it's not, you know, really kind of, kind of sin type of thing. But you can still get into that and you're not seeing those things above. What is it for you? I'm just asking a question. What is it for you? It could be shopping. It could be whatever. What is it for you? That's something that you need to do because if you're going to seek the things above, you can't keep your mind on the things of the earth all the time. You don't have so many hours of the day, especially if you have a job. Because you're going to have to work, you're going to have to sleep, you're going to have to eat, you're going to have to do all those type of things. You don't have so, many free time, so much free time. And so what are you going to do? You can, you can get into that even in exercise, which is good for, you know, a little, can't you? I mean, you can be in the gym all the time. You can be jogging all the time. You can be all doing all those type of things. And that becomes, to you, something that you're seeking all the time, and that's all your free time. And then you, you, the Bible, or you might have a 30-second devotional or whatever. But what is it for you? You make the decision. I want to, God is calling us to be like him. He's calling us that when we're in the workplace, when we're out in the community, we are supposed to uphold his glorious holy name. And so that's why you read it. You you listened to him when when we were talking about Israel and Ezekiel. He's concerned about his holy name because he wants the lost saved. He wants the unchurched churched. That's why he's concerned about his name because there's no other name under heaven that a person can be saved except Jesus Christ. There's no other good other than God. There's no other... uh, anything that's going to satisfy except him. So why would he want somebody seeking all these other things? That's what they did with idols. He wants everyone seeking him. It's his name. Number two, verse two. Set your mind on things above. Now, that is a continuous thing. It's in, it's in the present imperative. It's, it's present. It means a continuous or repeated action. You got to continually set your mind, continually set your mind, continually set your mind. All the time, you got to continually, continually set your mind on the things above and not on the things of the earth. Now, I know you didn't want to hear that message today, but that's what God has given us. He says, that especially in this, this, this season of the year, because we are all, we're thinking about all the things that, shopping, all the things that we're supposed to buy that we don't have money to buy for everybody because just think of all the people that you should be buying gifts for but that you don't have the money for. So you have to eliminate some people like we do. We have to eliminate some people that you want to give gifts to. And then you start feeling guilty. So you say, well, maybe I can stretch it out and give everybody a little something. Maybe I can make something. Maybe I can make some cookies. Or maybe I can do something. And we come filled with the thing about Christmas, and we missed the reason for the season. Verse 3 says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Therefore, number three, is to consider the members of your earthly body as and that word consider 
in the King James, it says mortify. It means to deaden. It means basically that we are going to uh, use discipline in our body to keep our members, to keep this flesh, so it will not have any uh, if nerves. You feel things through your nerves. If you don't have, if, if your nerve system is, is going out of whack, uh, you might can't feel anything. So a person puts their hand on heat. They don't know it's heat because they can't feel anything, and they can damage themselves. We need to, we need to deaden, that's what it's saying, mortify this flesh. It can't feel anything. doesn't have any feelings for anything other than the things of God. That's what he's saying for us to do when it says consider, that word consider, mortify, deaden, put to death, deprive of his strength, deprive the flesh of, of, of his power. If we're going to really uphold a name. We're wearing a uniform, aren't we? We're wearing a uniform. Well, he's saying these are things that he stood. And we're talking about Paul now is talking to the church, to the Colossians here, and he's saying that I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you to glorify Jesus Christ, the one who's seated at the right hand of God, it was the one who's, who has all the power and authority. I'm trying to help you to be like he is in the midst of your environment. Don't we have an environment? What's going to help us to glorify him in the midst of this environment we're in? By seeking the things above, setting our mind on the, on the things above, not on the earth, and by considering, by mortifying, by putting to death our flesh. Why do we need to do that? Because in the world, you're going to have... Emo- Let's look at it right here. Immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed. Is that in the world? I mean, is, is it? It's probably not on TV, but is it in the world? <laughs> it's in the world, isn't it? Everywhere, isn't it? Everywhere. Everywhere. You have to make sure that when you buy things, you're buying things that will continue to, uh, especially the ladies, uh, continue to be modest. Is that correct? Because if you don't, they they make things that are not so modest, don't they? But that's the that's the trend, isn't it? Right. Are we living in the same place? Do they make things? I mean, maybe they stop making things because I haven't been shopping in a long time. Maybe they don't make things anymore that's really short, tight, uh, low cut. They don't make things like that anymore, do they? Huh? Ladies, do they make, don't I'm I ask the men because you'll get in trouble if you say, yeah, because it means you're looking. Uh, do they, <laughs> do they, ladies, are they making things like that, tight, you know, uh, low cut and short? Are they still making them? Okay, all right. Okay, see, the men don't know, so that's why they were quiet. They didn't know. They didn't know. Yes, holiness. <laughs> okay. Verse 6. For it is because of these things that the wrath of God 
will come upon the sons of disobedience. That's not the ones wearing the uniform. That's the ones that don't have on the uniform. Verse 7. And in them, don't be pointing fingers in other words he's saying. Don't be pointing fingers because in them you also once walked when you were living in them. Now, all of us were walking the same way. Come on. Weren't we? So it's not one of those things we're pointing fingers at anybody because um, we all... We've all been the same way. We've all been doing the same thing. And by only the grace of God that we'll save, and even though when we got saved, we're still doing the same thing and until he moves us to more and more holiness. Is that correct? Okay. Let's keep going. Verse 8. But now, but now, that means that you're not living in them now, but now, since you're wearing a uniform, You also put them aside. Put what aside? Anger. Put anger aside. I thought the verse said, be angry. Just don't sin. Well, it is a verse that says that. But every other verse basically tells you the, the hazard it is of getting angry. We'll talk about that sometime. How do we not get there? Because anger is something that seemed to be, uh, seemed to be, it's a lot of anger in the world. It's a lot, it seems like there's a lot of anger in the world. Wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Put it aside, he's saying. Put it aside. Put it off, in other words. The put off means to Take it off, just like I can take this coat off. Take it off. Take it off. Strip it on off. All that stuff that used to be, you used to live in, I used to live in, take it off. Don't want you, don't, don't want you to have it even on you. What else? Do not lie to one another, since you have laid aside the old self with his evil practices. And... Put on. So we have, oh, I'm supposed to seek things above. I'm supposed to set my mind on, the, on things above. I'm supposed to mortify to deaden this flesh. I'm supposed to put on. I'm supposed to take off. And I got to take it off first, right? The old, old man. And put on the new man, it said, who is being renewed. Oh, who is being renewed. Are we in the process of being renewed, this mind, according to Romans 12. Are we renewing our mind? If you are not in the word of God, you are not renewing your mind. If I'm in the sports magazines, I'm, I'm looking at the computer, I'm checking out, you know, what makes Duke number two in the nation? What is, what's happening here? I'm doing all this and this consume my sign. I used to, I had five hours free before I went to bed, but I, now it's, I spent four hours and 55 minutes looking at the computer, so now it's time to go to bed. I haven't done my devotion. I haven't spent time with the Lord, but you know what? He's okay. We're tight. He understands. He understands. I jump into bed. I'll do it tomorrow. Have you been there? I have. I have. I've been there. Been there. 
by the grace of God, I'm not there now, but, I, but I've been there, I, I, and I don't want to go back. But it's easy to go back if I don't set my mind, if I don't seek. It's easy to go back. Just stop rowing and find out you're going to drift. Okay? Renewed to the true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Verse 11, a, renew, a renewal in which there is no distinction between anybody, no Greeks, no Jews. There's no distinction, free of slaves, no distinction whatsoever, male, male or female, there's no distinction. Verse 12, so as those who have been chosen of God, holy, we're positioned in holiness, you know that? We're positioned in holiness. We just have to now walk it out. See, when people came to live the wrestling, they are positioned on the team. They, they, wear, they, they wear the uniform, but if Coach Castro expects them to act like he wants them to act, he's going to start teaching them something. Okay, now I have to do the same thing. God is doing the same thing. He, he's positioned us in holiness, but we have to walk it out. So he says, Put on. That's the word put on again. I thought I already had something on. You do. You're going to keep putting on. You're going to keep putting on him until we expire from this life and get a new body. Then we don't have to put on anything else. The old man's gone. Put on a heart of compassion. Ooh, compassion. We're supposed to have sensitivity to the needs of others. That's what we're supposed to have. Sensitivity to the needs of others. Put on kindness. A sweet, sweet disposition. That's what we're supposed to be putting on. A sweet disposition. That's what people are supposed to say. Oh, oh, you, man, they have such as just a sweet spirit about them. That's what they're supposed to be saying about you at work. When you go to the grocery store. When you're uptight about these long lines, when you when you're getting ready to go down on Wars Road, that you got just got to get this thing that, that that you know the store has it, you know, and you come off the expressway and boom, there's a line, a cars going where you going and some coming off the expressway going this way, you know what I'm talking about, you know, and you want to say, well, hey, right, here's a lane over here. I'll get over here and I'll shoot by everybody. And then I get up to the end and I say, hey, hey. <laughs> you all haven't even thought it. I know you haven't thought it. It's just somebody like me, you know. <laughs> but my license plate keeps me from doing it. <laughs> Can't do it. Then <laughs> it says gentleness, humility, humility. Oh, humility. Come on, humility. That is a mark of God, of a holy walk, a humble walk. Gentleness, that's meekness. Patience, that's long-suffering. Long-suffering. In verse 13, it says, forbearing one another. Oh, it's the body of Christ if we'll ever get it. Forbearing with one another. Come on. We don't forbear with one another. We, 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 
we slander one another. We talk about one another. We, 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 don't we? Come on. Don't we do that? Yeah. We don't, we don't bear one another. We don't forgive one another like we should do. It says, if you, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also forgive them. And one person told me, said, well, I forgive them, but I will never talk to them again. I never want to have anything to do with them. But I'm, I forgave them now. I forgave them. Suppose Jesus Christ, suppose the Father did us that way. I forgive you, but don't you dare come in my presence again. Come on. That's not our God, is it? That shouldn't be us either, should it? Isn't this a great place to work it out at? In the church. I mean, the church universal, isn't it? Every house of God has a body, and every, every God does a work in everybody, and he, in every body of believers, he wants to work this out. How is he going to work it out if, if we are all uh, so sanctified, so holy, that everybody is perfect when we first came in the, in the church? We know we're not like that. Is that right? We're not like that now, are we? So therefore, we're going to rub each other the wrong way. Therefore, we, we're going to have something to complain about. Isn't it? I mean, you're going to have something to complain about. And therefore, somebody's going to do something to you that should have been done. Somebody's going to say something about you that they shouldn't have said. Come on. This is a church now. We're not talking about the world. We know, we, we know they're going to do it in the world. We know they're going to do it in your workplace uh, because they don't say. But the church now, people get, get all distraught with the church and don't want to come to church anymore because somebody said something about them in the church, and the church supposed to be better than that. That's what we all think. It shouldn't happen in the church. Well, you, got, you, you have people in the church who are positioned in holiness, holiness like me, who has not arrived yet, so we are not going to be what we should be yet. So therefore, we are all, we're all construction. We're under construction, aren't we? We're all under construction. So why can't we do what the scripture says here? Because he says that, he says that, now you want to, do you really want to uphold the name that you're wearing, the uniform up? Do you really want to uh, be of uh, a liberty? Flames wrestle. Do you really want to do that? Do you know the price you're going to have to pay? I can pay it. I can pay it. Yeah, I want to be on the team. I want to be on the team. Okay. All right. Then let's uphold the name. When you don't feel like upholding the name, uphold the name. Right? Are, are, are we talking right down to earth today? I mean, this is scripture. Is this scripture? I mean, we're not jumping all over the place. I mean, he, 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 was, he, was, he was letting the why was he letting the church know at Colossians? Because, because God loves them. And he, what parent is going to love their child and not going to tell the child how to succeed? That's not love. So God's telling them how to succeed. He's given us the Holy Spirit to make sure we succeed. But he's asking us, will you cooperate? With the Spirit of God. Will you cooperate? Beyond all these, verse 14, beyond all these things, all what things? All of them that we just talked about. Put on 
What do I got to put on there? Love. Man. Well, see, when you put on, when you put on agape, when you put on this sacrificial love, when you put on the love like Jesus Christ, it, then it's going to be the, the, the thing that holds everything in unity. Everything in unity. It's like the belt. Uh, it holds everything together. Uh, I think that I think that the carpenters wear a belt, and they have a hammer, a pocket for the hammer. They have this and that. They have this big belt, and they, then they put it around them, and and the, the belt holds everything together. It's holding love holds everything together in unity. If we were love, we would be in perfect unity. All of us will, really. We'll stop talking about each other, won't we? We'll stop getting. Um, Upset because um, Elder Sam didn't do what he was supposed to do. Yeah. He said, well, well, Elder John is okay with me, but Elder Sam, he's not. Yeah. Oh, do you have that going on in churches? Yeah, you have that going on in churches. Yeah. They didn't invite me to the Christmas party. Yeah. Ain't this their party? You don't have to go to their party. Yeah. Right? Come on now. <laughs> uh, you've been there. Come on. You, you're acting like you're holy. But yeah, you've been there. You, you've been there. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, they invited everybody. They didn't tell you about it. Yeah. You, got to, you have to choose to live above, I call it above the fly line. Or you have to fly above the storm. You know what I'm saying? The fly line is where the garbage is. So you got to get above that. The storm is here, but when you're in an airplane, you fly above the, the storm, then you're okay. Don't fly in the storm. Don't sit on the garbage can. You know, the flies be all over you. Don't, don't do that. Let's get above that thing. Let, verse 15, let the peace of Christ. Ooh, ooh. Now, if we're born again, and we are, what more can we want? We're going to heaven. What more can we want? We don't have to be concerned about all these little things that upsets. See, because it says that let the peace of Christ rule. That means act as arbitrator, act as a final authority in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. And what will help in that thing is be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Don didn't invite me to his party. He invited all the other elders. He didn't invite me. I can be thankful. Praise God that he invited the elders. <laughs> Praise God, man. That's good. You know? Can't we? Yeah. Huh. yeah. And the pastor sent me a card, a picture of them. Who wants to see him on picture? Matter of fact, He'll not be spending that money anyway. Asking the church for money. Tell me, tell me. Well, come on. Have you ever been there? We stopped sending our pictures on that thing because they said, man, that thing went in the garbage can. Uh uh-huh. I knew we're not sending our pictures no more. We're not sending our pictures no more. Yeah. Not, 
not the fact that we paid for it. But see, the thing is that we got to stop doing that. Come on. We got to stop doing that. It doesn't mean, be thankful. Be thankful you got a car, <laughs> right? Be thankful you got a car. If you didn't get one, thank God because it doesn't clutter up the count, uh, counter. You get so many cars, man, where are you going to put them? Really, have you thought about that? Where are you going to put them? So you hang them on the hob, you put them over here, you put them there, and then you say, I don't like so so and so and so. We put that one in the drawer. You know? I know y'all never been there. <laughs> let, let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Let it dwell with, really, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with hymns and psalms and spiritual songs, singing it with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Be thankful. Whatever you do in word or deed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord, it's, it's for the name, the name. The name. If we're going to wear the uniform, we need to uphold his name. He says, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through him to God the Father. That is good, isn't it? Did, did Paul know what he was doing when he was writing? I think he was writing to every church. I think he was writing to all Christians everywhere, all, throughout all nations. Vanessa, don't you think he was writing to the Ugandans when he was writing this right here? Yeah. He's writing to all of us. I believe I need this. What about you? Yeah. I believe we need this in order to uphold the name. Uphold the name. Now, you, you know that the scripture says that if you don't uphold a name, he's going to uphold a name. He's not going to get all, you know, mad and turn you upside down, shake you, shake, shake upside down to all everything fall out of your pockets. He's not going to do that. Uh, he's going to love on you. But he's going to uphold his name. Because that, in fact, uphold the name too. Because he could, he could shake us all upside down. But he said, no, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to love on you. I'm a, you're going to be my people. I'm going to be your God. I'm going to make sure you're going to follow me because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. So God does all these things because of his glorious name. So I'm so glad of that. In spite of me, in spite of my faults, in spite of my shortcomings, God has loved me so much that he gave his son for me. And I'm so thankful that he put us, us all together. Uh, we look so funny all together uh, because we're all so different. And he put us all together so that he can be glorified. And I'm so glad we have the opportunity to glorify him at this season of the year at Cornerstone because we are celebrating the birth of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, aren't we? Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.